Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. All right, it's time for <laughs> at least my favorite kind of episode. The Trip Report episode, because Brad, you're back from Walt Disney World. Yay! It's also it's also we are actually going to do a podcast again because yeah oh man getting getting back in the saddle I I really hoped to do one while I was there but it's tough yeah it's it's rough getting getting uh, schedules to sync up during a normal time and just even more so when you're trying to to work around dining reservations and oh man and, time and, zones and a one year old. And a one-year-old. Yeah. yeah. Let, me, let me just go ahead and start by saying, I don't know if I recommend taking your one-year-old to Disney or not. <laughs> because I have... Uh, oh, my. The, the entire trip was uh, swinging wildly between... This is a great thing because we got photos we got you know to let her do this first and that first and we are complete and total fools because we have the small human who gets upset by everything runs out of steam quickly <laughs> and also got really really ill from the plane ride so i've i've now uh. seen uh what the children's hospital at uh, in in uh, Orlando, looks like. Uh, don't worry, it was nothing big. She just needed some fluids and and was good to go again. So probably more first time parent and first big trip than anything. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a lot, man. I needed I needed a vacation from my <laughs> vacation when I got back. And and all of this to say, if you if you are planning a trip with a young child to to Walt Disney World, be prepared and definitely 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 at least bring somebody else with you to take care of your your child because that was a that was a lifesaver for us to at least be able to 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 spend some time just the two of us as well was huge i bet yeah having some alone time especially after all that getting you know having sick baby and stuff you it's like you said you need a vacation from your vacation yep i've been back for about a week and or sorry, close to a week now, and I think I'm starting to get caught up on. I am not caught up on sleep, but I'm starting to get caught up on sleep. But that's not why people listen. People listen to hear about Disney stuff. Uh, so we can start off, I think, by talking about the fact that I suckered myself into uh, buying Memory Maker. So I was I was planning on getting just the the one day deal. And basically trying to to get all of the the baby pictures done in one day, and then a, what I well no like straight up three days before uh, we were supposed to arrive. I'm I just I I told Nancy I said I really think we just need to go ahead and do the whole thing. So we pulled I the think trigger. That was smart. It was very smart because if we. We could have done the one day thing, right? But it would have been so hectic to try to get it done. And yeah. again, we had a sick baby. So my family was there on Sundays. We didn't even get to go to the park on Sunday because we were 
we were dealing with with sick baby. So the uh, first haircut that we had planned got canceled. Mm-hmm. The let's go take pictures with Mickey and Minnie on that day got canceled. The only thing we ended up getting to do was we went to Disney Springs and uh, and, and got you know photos taken at the photo studio there in Disney Springs. So that at least my family could have some photos with her at Walt Disney World because my my dad and sister came in Saturday night and left Sunday. So mm. that, you know, so we wanted to at least get some photos. And if we didn't have photo pass, we would have had to do that anyway, right? Because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have them be all the way, you know, come all that way and not take those photos. But then I would have still wanted so many other photos. So yes, memory maker paid for itself in just having that ability and the the photo studio at, at Disney Springs was actually pretty cool. Yeah. Uh you know you you we went in didn't have And that that's the one with the green screen, right? So yes and no. Uh so we went in didn't have any line or anything. So we went in and they started got us all set up, took a couple of photos and Took some with the whole family, took some with just the three of us, and we were getting ready to leave, and I was like, you know what? We talked about possibly wanting to do a Christmas card this year, so let's go ahead and get Christmas photo out of the way, same time, because I know that they have the Christmas backdrop. And I went up to the PhotoPass photographer, I said, hey, you, do, you have the, uh, do you have that Christmas backdrop? available uh and can you add that to our pictures and she said sure we can do that I said great and uh at that point my my sister said well do you guys need to take more photos with it? and i was like i'm sure they've got a good photo they can just screen and and the the photo pass photographer was like no we can't do that she said it's actually behind you when we take the photo so we actually have to take more photos now huh. whether that means because it's a weird black screen behind you so I don't know if it, because, you know, I'm not looking behind me when the photo's being taken. I don't know if it's somehow there and just not illuminated and maybe the flash illuminates it or if that meant that in the software it was done right then, but it was not a green screen. It was not at all like you would typically expect. Hmm. I wonder so, why. I wonder why they're doing it weird I, or different. They're doing it in a way that works for them, I guess. And, and the, you know, the photos look really nice and everything, so... I'm not going to complain, but yes, that that was odd to me because I fully expected to walk up and just see a green, blue, you know, whatever color screen, not mm-hmm. a not a solid black looking thing that apparently somehow makes the picture through the through magic <laughs> appear when when the photo is taken. But uh, yeah, so that's that was nice to have uh, again because you didn't have to go into the parks to do it. Now that's the only photo studio that I visited, so I can't really say anything about the one in Magic Kingdom or the one at Grand Floridian, uh, but that one works. So there you go. If you if you need to take photos, that's a place that can take photos and can throw uh, a bunch of stuff behind you all at one time, and they get you in and out pretty quick, really. Good. So. And could you make a reservation, or did you just No, no, it was just, show you just walk up, and they say, all right, come on in. And they did have a queue set up, so they can handle if they have you know a, a couple of people it wasn't a, it wasn't a huge queue that was available to them but 
I think we walked in and walked out maybe 20 minutes later at most, probably closer to, I would, I would say it's probably actually closer to 10 to 15. So it's not a, it's not a, a long drawn out thing by any stretch. Hmm. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. Very, very convenient. So I'm, I am a big fan of that. In fact, I pretty sure that I saw that, uh, photo pass photographers, are now returning to uh to Magic Kingdom at least. I, I don't know I know that there's some talk about them using one of the photo boxes or whatever at uh Epcot. But they apparently have gone back to gone away from that photo box and back to an actual photographer at Magic Kingdom, which I am so happy about because Yeah, me too. We did we did get photos on our last day and I was so scared. Um, because my wife is deathly afraid of characters. We were at, we were at Black Spire Outpost and the first order stormtroopers were walking around and she was doing everything she could to stay away from them. She's like, <laughs> they cannot come over here. If they come over here, I'm going to free. And I'm like, just, if you just sit over here and just keep chill, they're going to, and, and, you know, of course they walked right by and everything was fine. But, I because she is that way about anybody who is, you know, who is in costume or anything like that. I was really worried that it was going to be a really negative experience. But we went and did Mickey and Minnie and Hope was super excited to get to see them. Nice. You know, she was she was like all pumped. She was she was smiling. But here's the thing. She wasn't really smiling when it came time to look at a and this was look at a photographer, right? Much less look mm-hmm. at a box. Like trying to get a one-year-old to look at a random spot is extremely difficult to do. Right. But because there was an actual PhotoPass photographer there, I don't just have the photo of, you know, when I was holding her and we were staring directly at the photographer with Mickey and Minnie on either side of us. I have photos of, you know, walking up to them and her grabbing Mickey on the nose and smile, you know, all those, all those shots that you just can't get if it's, if it's fixed. You, now you can have if somebody it's just a posed photo, right? You can have somebody in, in your family take those photos, right? But I, that's, that's one of the things that I love about photo passes. I don't have to, you know, I didn't say, okay, Nancy, here's the camera. Okay. Now make sure you get all the shots because there's somebody else that can do the, all of that for us. Mm-hmm. And the same thing, you know, I took her to go see Donald and again, like she was, she was cranky. She was upset up until she saw Donald and like, she doesn't even really know who Donald, you know, Mickey and Minnie, she's got stuff. She's got toys and things that are Mickey and Minnie. So she has some idea of who they are. Donald duck. I don't like, maybe I've turned on DuckTales once or twice. And other than that, she'd have no clue. Still, she was super excited when she saw him standing there. She started like, bouncing up and down and giggling and getting all super happy. But the post photo was, yeah, it was a photo, but the, mm. the really good photos were from the, the natural interactions with Donald up to that point. And those are the photos that I'm so excited that we got. So, um, I am all for photo pass photographers sticking around and I, I hope that this <sighs> moving away from them, was a you know was a, a test and Disney tests lots of things, but I hope this is a test that they said okay that doesn't work and moving on. Yeah, 
because photo photo pass photographers are super important. And man, we even like we had one at the so the super we did the super zoom photo at Magic Kingdom. You think it's hard to get a a child to stare at a photographer? <laughs> Try to get a child to stare at a point on top of a building. Right? Like nigh impossible. This photo pass photographer, she took had to be five or six photos and she was like running around the rose garden trying to trying to draw attention to herself you know trying to make funny noises and funny faces also that we could you know and and the end result in our photo pass uh you know online thing is like one photo but it's one really good photo of my daughter actually looking happy and looking in the general vicinity of that camera but it, again, if it had just been okay, just look up there, click, click, okay, uh, scan your scan your magic band and move on. It just it wouldn't have been like to me. PhotoPass photographers more than anything a- after this trip, especially PhotoPass photographers are what make PhotoPass worth it. Yeah, I mean, it's like it, it, it's the reason that you have a wedding photographer. They know what shots to get and what shots you know not to get and. They have a you know feeling about where they should be and what they should do and and i I totally agree. I think the box is nice for some things, but for for stuff like especially that super zoom photo, it's nice to have a real life person there yep, so photo pass um worked out great uh let's see here. illuminations ending was sad. And crazy busy, like yeah. did they do something special for the last show? No, no, and I don't get so if you remember, that was the same thing with wishes, right? Like it was just the standard wishes, mm-hmm. but illuminations i I thought, okay, so barring doing anything like special for the show, maybe they'll put the the Fourth of July tag on there or the Christmas like. There, there are so many of those holiday tags that they have where they do extra fireworks and all that kind of stuff. Like, I thought they would do something with one of those, but no, it was just, it was standard illuminations, which I guess on the one hand, it's good to see stand, but the thing is all the tags are standard illuminations too, and then something right. additional on the end, which yeah. I thought, you know, for something that had a 20-year run, would have been kind of cool to to have on there, but no, it was... It was standard wishes. We had to get there at like six o'clock. And <sighs> that was after we noticed people were sitting all over the place. We we actually went to uh, where the gate is out in the water in Japan. And there were already people sitting along the, the fence line. But I'm thinking, okay, I haven't seen anywhere where we're going to get directly on the lagoon. But there's only a couple of people right here. So I could sit directly behind these people. And at least be on the second row, which actually ended up working really nicely. You know, you could still see everything just fine and didn't end up like, you know, 10 rows back where I feel like it would have been a lot more difficult to see what was going on. But we still had to sit there for three hours. Oof. Yeah, which is a long time to sit and wait for fireworks. But at the same time, I just kept telling myself. Number one, we have two days at Epcot, and I don't need two days to get Epcot done. And yeah, I guess that's true. And I came that's... to watch fireworks, so 
this should be my focus is making sure I get to see the fireworks. But I did manage to keep my, my eyes dry, which I considered a win for Illuminations. <laughs> and how was uh, Epcot Forever, the temporary show? Oh my gosh, dude. If, if only you could have heard the number of people that were... And, and you know, there are the uh, 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 Epcot Forever for a year, uh-huh, 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 you know, like just... <laughs> Because it's a it's a it's a joke, but there were people who were legitimately asking the question, not in a because I'm trying to be funny way, but legitimately. So why is it called Epcot Forever if it's only for a year? Mm-hmm. Like they're calling this Epcot Forever, right? But it's only I heard that question being legitimately asked multiple times, and I don't think it's a a bad question. I mean, like I do I do totally get why they call it what they call it. Um. But I also totally get why you'd be extremely uh, confused by what they call it. And it was a good show. I didn't recognize as many. T- I, I recognized, I would say, 70% of the music. And mm-hmm. I could place probably another 20% of it based on like context clues of knowing what attractions used to, you know, used to be there. And hearing what the song is singing about and going, okay, well, it clearly this has to do with this. Um, I, I will say the audio levels are kind of weird. Like it's, there's some, there's some inconsistency there to, to levels and especially the, the sections that have Walt talking. I, I love that they had all of that, but I don't, I don't know. And it may, it may just be like the limitations of the, the quality of audio they had available to them. But the show, the show was really cool. I don't think it had as much. I, well, and here's the thing. I know a lot of people just didn't like illuminations. I don't understand you, but I know that you didn't like illuminations. Uh, talking to the random people. Cause I, I don't think that you disliked illuminations, but there are people out there who did. Me? To, no, I no, love Illumination. Yeah, but like Epcot Forever was great for Epcot fan service, but it does it didn't have the heart or doesn't have the heart to it that I feel like Illuminations had. So I still kind of miss that. Um, but that said, I I enjoyed fan service. The kites are super cool. Uh, there's a lot more. Uh, fireworks. There's a. It's a lot higher in the air than what Illuminations is for big chunks of the show. You know, Illuminations mm. was much more on the lagoon, whereas this feels like it's much more above the lagoon, which I think is, in some ways, a good thing because it it makes uh it makes it easier to see if you're not like right on the the fence line or whatever. But the one thing that I did not like at all. And I've tried to come to terms with it over the geez, over a week that I've had to think about it. And I still haven't come to terms with it was what the heck was a whole new world doing in Epcot forever. Mm. Like what does an Aladdin song have to do with Epcot forever? And it was super super distracting to me that and and i know i know i'm being a i'm being a nerd i'm being a curmudgeon whatever but 
it just like there were no other songs that were specific to to Disney movies and then right here at the end the big crescendo is not you know another Epcot attraction song or or Epcot parade song or anything like that it's a whole new world which has nothing which has no place in Epcot I mean there's a there's an Aladdin meet and greet in Morocco I think yeah I guess maybe it's like a whole new world like Epcot is evolving maybe I guess but it's gonna be a whole new thing I don't know yeah and I and I know that the new show you know Harmonious that that starts after Epcot Forever is going to be all about Disney music. And when it's all about Disney music, that's great. But Epcot Forever just doesn't like it just didn't have it it was it had no place in 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 that show to me and really negatively affected that show for me because it it took me out of what I was doing and made me go, "Huh?" And that's I that's just odd odd it mm. was it was extremely odd it still is extremely odd i don't know maybe i'll watch some more uh maybe i'll watch some videos on youtube of it and it will grow on me but i highly highly doubt it but that all of that said i do recommend going and seeing epcot forever and i think it's a i i think it is a good fireworks show it's a good nighttime spectacular and you best go watch it because the last thing you know disney's well, at least on the East Coast, is killing parades like there ain't no tomorrow. Um, the last thing we need is for them to start killing nighttime spectaculars as well. Yeah, and I mean, like, at the end of the day, really, no matter what, it's going to be impressive. You know, Dis- if there's one thing Disney knows how to do, it's fireworks. It's how to blow stuff up in the sky. Uh-huh. Well, I'm glad it's, excuse me, I'm glad it's not not bad. I guess, you know, not maybe not the best, but it's it just sounds like it's maybe a little disjointed. And that yes, that is exactly what I would call it. And if you are not a Disney super fan, it's not going to be as interesting to you, I don't think. You know, if you're not if you're not really uh, again, it's going to be a show that's going to be fine. But if you can't place uh, you know, music from the the Tapestry of, of Dreams parade or from Journey into Imagination and, and all of these different things, you're just going to hear a bunch of music that you haven't heard before. And the, I, I think maybe that's where Illuminations had a one-up, right? Because it also played a bunch of music you had never heard before, but it had a story that you could understand. Whereas this is going to have a bunch of music you've never heard before. And there is the story is here's a this is a bunch of stuff that uh, represents Epcot that was and, you know, is. So if you don't have an attachment to that, you're it's it's going to I think going to land a little flat for you. Right. But it's still cool fireworks. So go see cool fireworks. And the merch, my friend, the merch is great. Yeah. What'd you get? I now have a, of course, I got uh, an ornament for Epcot Forever sure. because that's what we're collecting now, which I, 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 I strongly recommend collecting ornaments because they're something that you can collect. You can put out once a year and then you can just store them. So you don't have to find a place in your home 
to to display them year round or just leave them in storage. They can come out when you're already displaying a bunch of stuff that you don't display most of the time, and then you can just put them all back away. And they they pack really small. But um, I got that, and then I also got a uh, metal Tervis mug that is black with the spaceship Earth design. So the the bisecting triangles in purple, and then the Epcot Forever logo. Everything Epcot Forever is figment, dude, which is mm. awesome. <laughs> because we That's all know right how much rally. I love me some figment. Mm-hmm. So I've got figment on my ornament. I got figment on my new mug. I am figmented out, and figment gets to be everywhere. Figment's attraction still has old video and and different things working sporadically but hey figment does get to headline a headline a show for a year so is in figments in the show no no figment is not in the, now one little spark is kind of the i think it's probably one of the bigger songs in the show um i don't know a whole new world keeps just joining it for me but <laughs> uh but so while while figment himself is not in the show um one little spark is there so you it, it's got that going for it and yeah, they they've chosen to to make him the face of Epcot forever, which is good because that means to me that Epcot hasn't forgotten Figment exists, and that's another attraction that I've kind of been waiting to hear was on the chopping block. Mm-hmm. But I I'm I'm hoping that what we're what we're getting is that Figment can continue to be the mascot for Epcot, and therefore we'll get some love rather than he'll get used for a year. And then after a year, harmonious will come in. Well, then we can, we can get rid of this figment guy. I don't know. I'm, I, I keep as with everything Epcot, man, I keep going back and forth about what is this going to be? I, I finally got to go to the Odyssey and see the new exhibit for all of the new Epcot. And that is incredible. They the the big attraction there is the projection room where they're projecting, you know, 360 all around you in like crystal clear projection. They've got that big model from the D23 Expo that they're really yeah, that they are projecting stuff onto. So it's constantly that's why I, I assume why it was all white and featureless is for the for the projection so that they can just totally change it based on whatever they're currently talking about. And the whole thing, like it just, it kind of enraptures you and you get, you get kind of lost in, in how cool it all looks. and not to, and and I'm not saying like they're pulling the wool over your eyes or anything like that, but it all looks so cool. But at the same time, I'm just like, uh, but the play pavilion still feels weird to me, but it looks really cool. Oh, I want to see the, I want to see the new play pavilion. So I don't know. You, you know what? Here's what it felt like to me. Being in that projection room felt like I was watching an Apple event at peak Steve jobs. <laughs> so I wonder how much of that reality, is legit. Reality yes. distortion field. Yeah. The art, the reality distortion field was very strong. I think, um, going in there, but yes, there's, so you've got the Epcot forever gear. You've got lots of, like the classic, the the new old Epcot logo gear that is available. Um, they have lots of PhotoPass pictures. You can do a PhotoPass on 
Cherry Tree Lane. You can do a photo pass in one of the cars. Now, no, please note that this is all like setups, so not legitimately, but in big air quotes, in one of the cars from Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, whatever rewind that thing is called, uh, one for like Ratatouille, and one in front of Spaceship Earth. So they've they've got all this really cool stuff set up in there, but I, again. It, Epcot just back and forth, man. Back and forth is where I find myself. So I don't know. I I hope to be very happy with what comes out of there, and I'm and I'm I'm choosing to remain optimistic about what Epcot is because here's the thing: while I, while there is that part of me that says this is going to go badly, there's there's still enough to make me go the other way, and so I'm choosing to just focus on that until they definitively do something to prove that I need to go the other way with it. <laughs> Did you, where'd you, uh, where'd you eat? How was the food on this trip? Uh, the food was good. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, well, it's, it is so first world problem to go, ah, the food was good. You know, I went to La Cellier, had an amazing meal at La Cellier, just like I always do. Went to Via Napoli, had an amazing meal there. Had, oh, Ooh, I had their prosciutto and melon pizza, which is prosciutto and like cantaloupe or no, it was cantaloupe, like what? super, super thinly sliced cantaloupe and arugula on a white pizza. And I know how odd that sounds, but the sweet and, and, and salty working together as as much as you think that wouldn't work, it works really, really well, man. Hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I never would have ordered that. Yeah, and, and I don't think that's ever something I'm going to be able to recreate in my own home because uh, I don't think I can uh, shave <laughs> cantaloupe. <laughs> uh, but that was, that was super tasty. And, of course, did Skipper Canteen, did Sanaa, did 50s Primetime which were all great meals as they always tend to be. In fact, 50s primetime, I'd say was better than it has been because I, and I think we've talked about this. I felt like it's been kind of slipping from the theming perspective. Like the last couple of times I've been, they were more focused on getting you in and getting you out than, you know, the whole keep your elbows off the table and just the, the interaction that really makes that a fun place to go and eat. But they were in top form, I felt like, on, on this most recent visit. So I, I was very happy to see that because I've almost kind of been like, mm, should I really recommend 50s Prime? Because, I mean, the food is good, very good. Um, and, and honestly, I think is because I just, you know, while I, while I like the Brown Derby, I was not blown away by the Brown Derby is still a good recommendation, I think, for people who are going to be in Hollywood Studios. But now I think it is just a good recommendation if you're staying at Walt Disney, if you're going to Walt Disney World to go eat at 50s Primetime again. 50s Primetime seems like a place where your visit can be made or broken by the cast member you have. Absolutely. 120%. Though, I'm going to argue that that is truly the case anywhere on property. Because we also ate our, our big, you know, super splurge meal was California Grill. 
which I we showed up and I went and asked. I said, "Is there any way that I can request a a table by a window? Because I I just I'd like to sit at a table by a window because you know I've done it a couple of times and we usually get somewhere in the dining room, which is fine. But I thought they have tables by the window. Um, maybe if you ask, you get one. And the the uh, the the hostess said, "Yeah, we can request that." She said, now it could be up to an hour additional wait. And I'm thinking, okay, well, we already have a 925 reservation. You guys kind of close at 1030, 11-ish. So hopefully it's not an hour, but yeah, sure, whatever. You know, just uh, we'll take whatever we can get. And they, you know, they, they actually called us through early. We, we got there probably an hour before, or 45 minutes before our reservation. Because we had finished everything else, and we thought, well, we'll get there early, get checked in, and we'll we'll sit around and just kind of chill out at the contemporary because that's not a it's really not a bad thing to do. I don't I don't know if you've ever just gone and just sat in the cou- sat at the couches and like people watched in the contemporary, mm-hmm. but it's a it's a nice way to spend some time. Uh, they so they they called us up early, and I'm like, okay, well, they must have decided seating us early. Um, Trump getting a window seat and that's cool. You know, I, we can still eat. I'm, I'm hungry. I'm ready to enjoy a nice meal. We get up there and they're walking us over to our table. They set us right at the window. We get a window seat, but not just a window seat, but where the restaurant where, so if you've never been to California grill, it's essentially set up kind of, what is that? Two, four, six octagon it but it's got two long sides on either side and then two short sides where it opens up to to walk out on top of the hotel and then four relatively small connecting when you know connecting areas but it's not it's not a straight rectangle you've got those connecting that are you know facing that side or whatever they sat us at the one that was facing directly at Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So we sat down, not at a. I I fully expected when, when I said window, you know, we were going to get a window, but it was going to be a view of like the darkness, or you know, maybe maybe the contemporary parking lot. And if you looked off to the side, you'd be able to see Magic Kingdom. And I would have been super excited to have that spot. But no, they set us in the spot where literally I turned to my left, and boom, there's Magic Kingdom right there. We can see everything. We were even able to just stay seated for the fireworks. You know, like everybody showed up for fireworks. By the time it was probably still five minutes till fireworks started, that viewing, the the main viewing location was crazy full of people because... Really? Yeah, because if you eat at California Grill anytime during the day, you're allowed to come back to watch fireworks. You don't have to have... A meal during the fireworks time, right? But I've I've done fireworks at California Girl like four times now, and I've never had it. Be but have crowded. you done Halloween's fireworks? I've done Christmas mm. wishes. So I I don't well, and, and you know what I I say Halloween's. It's not Halloween's anymore. It's whatever the uh, blah 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 spectacular <laughs> is. It's the it's the new Halloween fireworks, which and I say blah 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 spectacular is though they were they were very good. Um, and had a, had a lot of cool stuff, had a good, you know, story with, uh, Jack Skellington and Mickey and Minnie and 
Donald and Goofy all playing parts in it and everything. Um, but maybe it was because it was the new fireworks. Maybe it was because it was a Friday. Uh, any of those reasons. But yes, it was crazy busy, but we didn't even have to you know, get up. And I didn't have to come back to a completely cold meal because I had to leave my mill 10, 15 minutes before fireworks and not get back to it till 10 to 15 minutes after fireworks. I was able to sit down and when there was a dead spot in the, in the show, I could eat a little bit more food. But all of that, all of that to say, the person who serves you can still kind of make or break your meal because in spite of all of that, in spite of having an amazing pork loin with this goat cheese polenta and a goat cheese, doing the, the classic goat cheese ravioli and all of it just tasting perfect, I still was somewhat let down by my California Grill experience because our waiter was just like, our water glass went, and like, I don't, you know, the, he, he could have been really busy. I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't want to like get down on the guy. Right. But I've had such amazing experiences there in the past with wait staff that, you know, to have one where our glasses go empty and didn't come back and check with us on some allergy stuff. And so we, rolled the dice and you know for and and of course everything was safe everything was taken care of but it just didn't feel like we had been taken care of the way that we had in the past and that and it actually let me down a little bit on that experience in spite of all the amazing things that we had during that meal so yeah that's that stinks yeah but but again i would i'll take the uh that less than you know what i'm not even going to call it bad that good or less than stellar experience on that aspect to get that to get that window table all day every day twice on sunday to be able to to be able to sit down and watch the the best seat in the house oh yeah oh yeah yeah and to to just sit back watch the fireworks get to watch all the park you know the the around the park fireworks that they do for the the holiday shows that was incredible i've had that at Ohana. The first time we went to Ohana, the our waiter was super into it and really animated and good. And the second time we went, the guy was not. He was kind of just. He was really like blah blase about the whole like experience of the restaurant, and I I was really put off by it. It it didn't really negatively affect the the you know entire visit, but uh, I was definitely put off by it, and I remember it still. You know, I, I still think about it when I think about Ohana and I don't know, it, it, it does make sense though that, you know, that could, that could sour you on the whole thing. And I, you know what, here's the thing though. I think rather than, rather than focusing on the, the, that experience, what I, what I really, what I'm choosing to, to focus on though is how incredible m- so many of our Disney experiences are. I mean, we even did Whispering Canyon and had a great time there because our our waitress, you know, just even with the whole, you know, it's not as raucous as what it was before thing that, that's been changed, still having a good time where she was just really getting into it. Like, instead of... Did she of, tease you about the ketchup? Uh, she did not tease us about the ketchup because we did not ask for the ketchup or where the bathroom was. But there were other, and the thing is, there were people who wanted to, you know, who had like heard about the ketchup and wanted to do the ketchup. And so they did the ketchup and they still did the ketchup thing. So 
Yeah, the but the thing that I want to focus on is like how ninety nine percent of the time my dining experiences at Disney are so great that like I've had legitimately bad experiences at restaurants before where I've had wait staff who just didn't care, didn't do, you know, didn't even do the basic things, would just forget about me. That was not the experience that I had at the California Grill. And the only reason that that experience stands out to me in the California Grill is because, again, 99% of the time, the, the, the people who work in full service are so incredible at their jobs that they make a, a okay experience stand out as being subpar. So that is, that is what I think the takeaway should be is most of the time, if you go to Disney, you're going to, you should be able to have a really good experience uh, going to a, to a sit down or even a, even a quick service, but especially going to a sit down restaurant and you get some tasty food uh, every time. I, yep. I don't think my, I think I, I was a proud member of the clean plate club everywhere. And there were times that I did not want to be a member of the clean plate club, but I just could not stop myself because it was so good. Mm. Was there, I can't think of anything else that was, you know, new. Well, there's, there's the, there's the one other thing that we need to discuss and we can, we'll, we'll let this be the last part of our show. The Skyliner. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. How did I forget about the dang Skyliner? The ding dang Skyliner, man. What? Oh. So you didn't get trapped in no. the uh, in the three hour? No, no, I did not. I did not have to. Fiasco. Did not have to open my box, find out that there was a pee cup in my box. Um, also means I didn't get. What was it? I heard something about a hundred dollars and two tickets, and I don't. Whatever, whatever they were giving you was not enough for me to have been not stuck on that close. thing uh, for for. for 30 minutes much less much less three hours but yeah oh man the skyliner is such a a mixed bag so first experience oh man brad i don't know if i want to hear this i'm so excited to ride the skyliner and you should be because here's the here's the here's the first thing i will say most of my experiences on the skyliner went without a hitch and when the skyliner works it is so much fun to get to ride. You get to sit down because they can't, they can't have people standing. So it's, even if the park is crazy busy, you're going to sit down when you mm, leave at you the end of the night. Sit. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to be like you, you will get stuffed in there with other people. That is, I guess, probably the downside to that. But I, you know, they're not going to overstuff it. And so everybody's going to have a seat. So that's good. And it's so quiet when you get moving, you know, uh, barring people talking, but you're not, you know, the blah, 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 blah of the bus and all that stuff. You don't have to worry about any of that. You hear right. some of it when you go over a road or something. Um, but like we were riding it and like at night being able to hear crickets up in the air, like mm. just the, the sounds of night that you could hear because there's just nothing. and even when it was warm outside, it was still great in the Skyliner because I still find it somewhat hard to believe, but when it's moving, the wind that is coming through there, 
keeps it nice and cool. So, mm. and, and it's, you know, you don't have to stop. You don't have to stop. So you get where you're going quickly, except for when it does stop and then it stops for three hours and then you do have to stop. But other than that, you don't have to stop. And I watched it clear uh, Epcot after Illuminations and the line was ridiculous, like going well outside of the queue, well down the walkway to the Yacht and Beach Club. I have no clue how far it ended up going going back, but it was a long, 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 long way. And that thing was probably cleared in 30 minutes. I was going to say, it seems like a pretty, as long as it's running, it seems like a pretty constant, like this thing is just going to eat people because the train or the gondolas just keep on coming. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and if you weren't there at a park opening or park closing time, it was pretty much a, just get on and ride sort of thing. Mm. So, so which lines did you take? All of them. Did you do them all? All of them. Yeah. Yeah. We did. We went to Hollywood studios on it. Uh, in fact, we even used it, you know, like when we had a reservation at, I forget, we had, we had a reservation at one of the resorts, but what we did was we took, we went from Pop to Caribbean Beach, Caribbean Beach to Hollywood Studios, and then jumped on a bus. Actually, that was our, that was the night that we went to California Grill. Yeah, we, we actually jumped on a bus from there to Contemporary, so we didn't have to, you know, like Disney Springs. Uh, bus from Pop to Disney Springs, bus from Disney Springs to Contemporary or something, which is normally what we would have done. Uh, mm-hmm. But that way we weren't, you know, waiting the possibly 30 minutes to get on. So all of the lines were fun. The Epcot line is definitely, uh, it's, you know, you, you notice that it takes a little while, but it's not too bad. The whole Riviera thing, I'm going to be interested to see how that works when it, is functional because it's just a turn so they're gonna they're gonna have to send empty cars or else they're they're not gonna have any room to load it's it's working now they they said if you're staying at caribbean beach at aruba you can use the riviera station yeah and they they offered to let us get off there but i still like i I never how do you signal that you want to get off there well the door's open for everybody uh, like when you're, so you get, yeah, when your you, car gets there, you slow down to go through that, you know, you slow, well, hopefully you slow down to go through that turn. Uh, yes, we did hear about the, the little accident there where something didn't get going again. Everything got backed up, but yes, typically you slow down to take that turn and you've got a lot of time where your, where your doors are just open. And it's so okay. in that, in that respect, it's no different. The one thing that I'm kind of curious about is, um, ECV loads. I did ask one of the cast members. And he said that essentially what they would do is if they needed to ECV load or unload at the Riviera, they just slow it down to where it's almost not moving. They just mm, slow down so, the line. But that would slow down the whole line. Yep. It will slow down the whole line. Um, so I don't know if they're just not planning on having a lot of ECVs at the Riviera. <sighs> but yeah, that's that's how that gets handled. So hmm. all the all the great things about um, the Skyliner that say you should definitely go and ride it. The other side of the Skyliner, if it's moving, the 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 temperatures are great. It feels fine. If it's not moving, it starts to get a little stuffy to me. If it's not moving, especially on the Hollywood Studios line, there are sections that get really high. So if you are afraid of heights, like maybe me. Hmm. I found I found myself not 
like I felt nothing, no apprehension or anything like that about heights or small spaces, which are both things for me to an extent when it was moving. But we did have it stop one time for about two minutes on the Hollywood Studios line. And we were in, you know, we were up in the air and I started getting a little sweaty palmed at that point. It was not just the fact Mm. that the air had stopped moving and there was enough of a breeze that it was rocking it a little bit. And that felt a little, which is why I said that there, you know, whatever they were giving the people who were in there for three hours would not have been enough for me because I don't think it would have covered the, the bills that I would have had trying to get over that experience. And I do fully recognize when you get on, you take that chance, but um, that's not a great aspect. If you are someone who, so, uh, and I think we've talked about this before, you know, my wife can't like can walk for short distances, but can't walk, you know, 15 to 20,000 steps a day for even one day, but definitely multiple days in a row. So she has to take an ECV, um, when we go to Disney. So we rent one. If you are, if you load on ECVs, we, as I said, Epcot cleared in about 30 minutes after illuminations. That was for the non ECV people for the ECVs for us. It took us 50 minutes from getting in line to even get on the Skyliner because they can only load one ECV every 95 seconds at best. And sometimes, yeah, not that. And I'm not saying because it takes them, it takes them on on average, most ECV loads I saw took about 20 seconds, but the system right now is coded for a 90 second wait between ECV launches. So if you start counting a bunch of ECVs in front of you, you may be there for a while. Um, And if it goes down, like maybe you went to Epcot for illuminations and you waited 50 minutes. And then you get to Caribbean Beach and the Pop Century line is down. Then you get bust from the Caribbean Beach over to the mm. Pop Century. And that could be a really long line because, as we said, that thing is always moving and it eats a lot of people. And you see exactly how many people that is when you get there and you're like, oh, look, now everybody's waiting in line for a bus. So the pop line was just down. Yeah, the pop line was completely down. And we, we had to ride a bus from Caribbean Beach twice during our trip because of the pop line being down for one reason or another, which somewhat confounds me because those things like they'd been running for a while before all this happened. So I don't know what everything, and I, and I sincerely hope that, you know, it gets more reliable over time, but yeah, it was always kind of a question for us whether or not it would even be working. And in fact, uh, I think, what was it? The day. So yeah. So the day that we went to go watch Epcot forever, the pops, the pop line was down the night before. And when we got up, we uh, found out that the pop line was still down that morning and didn't, mm. didn't come back up till like sometime that afternoon. And again, I, I hesitate to, to, to say a lot because I think, I think a lot of this is growing pains and is going to get sorted out. But sure. the second time the pop line was down, there were no cast members handling people getting, you know, they were just basically telling people, oh, there's going to be a bus down there. And they were sending hundreds of people to go wait for a bus. 
and there was no line. There was no, here's where you need to wait for a bus. And it got a little crazy and people got a little angry and yeah, it got a little, they did finally send cast members down, but it took far too long. But uh, again, I, I really think that Disney probably recognized that that was a problem and I don't think it's going to happen in the near future. I think they're going to get a lot of that kind of stuff um, sorted out. So when the, again, when the Skyliner works, it's, it's incredible. It's so much fun to get to ride. When the Skyliner doesn't work, it, it scares me um, a little bit. And it's just, <laughs> at this point, it feels more, it, and, and I know the monorail is falling apart and pieces, have, pieces fall out onto parking lots and you know all these random things that we hear about the monorail, right? Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, like all of those have happened over a, in the grand scheme of things, pretty extended period of time. Even these recent things that seem like they're much more frequent. Whereas this was a lot of, a lot of stuff happening in a relatively short period of time. So to me, the Skyliner felt more like a attraction to go and do than a reliable means of transportation. But hmm. I think that I, I am choosing to believe that that's going to change as time goes on because I want the Skyliner to just be a, a, a thing where, you know, it breaking down for three hours is, you know, something that happens once every couple of years or whatever, you know, where, where something like this happens and we're all astounded because it is so out of the blue. Whereas when we were there, it was like, eh, okay, it finally broke down and they had a major accident. Well, that's not too surprising because it feels like that thing hasn't been running reliable, like hadn't had a, had a full day of error-free um, running since we had been there hmm. was kind of our interpretation of it at that point. And it's so surprising because they were running it for a month before. You know, just running it, I guess, with sandbags or, or something in the cars. But they ran it for a long while in testing before they opened it to everyone. Yeah. And so I, I just, I, some part of me just wonders, like, is that just the difference of real humans? You know what I'm saying? Versus sandbags and cast members who obey the rules versus real humans who are going to be doing stupid things like, swaying their car back and forth which you're told not to do but i i don't know man we we will see as time goes on that's that's all i can say about it but i i like the skyliner a lot when it works and i really want to see it work more i am i am unbelievably excited the the approach and departure from pop look amazing when you're like barely oh just skimming skimming the water oh yeah that is super fun that is super oh fun gosh. is it because you know it even like as you're coming in especially because it kind of you know goes down and then starts to skim the water like the the optics of that are really nice so it looks beautiful so, so yeah I, I i'm really excited hopefully you're gonna you're gonna go after all of the kinks have been worked out i got there for <laughs> all the kinks you're gonna be there when it all works when it's all worked out it's gonna be that reliable mode of transportation and you're going to have an awesome time. That's what I think. Yeah, gonna happen. I, I hope another couple months of of running will help. But right now it's closed until further notice. So, 
I don't know how long it's going to take them to recover from the three-hour, you know, collision that they had at the Riviera stop. Yeah, they're going to, like I said, they're going to get it sorted. Disney's put so much money into this. They're going to get that fixed. They're going to get it sorted out, and then it's going gonna, it's gonna to be super fun for you. That's my belief. <laughs> I hope so. I hope you're right. I think that'll do it for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MTM Podcast. You can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And until then, have a magical day. Thank you.